<laughs> what up, baby? Yeah. Let's crack in, you beautiful thing. You beautiful thing, you. How you feeling? I have had an absolutely terrible day. <laughs> I had such a terrible day. It's times like that. How do I deal with setbacks, failures, delays, defeat, or other disasters? I actually have a fairly simple way of dealing with these situations. It is actually one word. What is that? All those situations. What's that word, Jocko? And that is... Good. Ooh. This is actually something that one of my guys that worked for me pointed out to me. He would call me up or pull me aside with some major problem, some issue that was going on. And he'd say, boss, we got this and that and the other thing. And I'd look at him and I'd say, good. One day he was telling me about some issue that he was having. He said, I already know what you're going to say. And I said, well, what am I going to say? He said, you're going to say good. Ooh. You're going to say good. You're going to say good. Yeah, yeah. You're going to say good. Apparently you are. Good. Okay, fine. Good. But what good will that do? You're going to say good. And then what? You're going to say good. And then what happens? what you always say when something is wrong and going bad yeah, sure you always just look at me and say good <laughs> okay good and i said well yeah and i mean it and that is how i feel when things are going bad there's going to be some good that's going to come from it oh mission got canceled good we can focus on another one. Didn't get the new high-speed gear we wanted? Good. We can keep it simple. Didn't get promoted? Good. More time to get better. Didn't get funded? Good. We own more of the company. Didn't get the job you wanted? Good. You can get more experience and build a better resume. You're going to say good. You're going to say good. that like good we have the opportunity smash another like to figure out a oh smash it that's it. that's it that's it smash it oh that's it that's it that's it when things are going bad 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 don't get all bummed out don't get startled don't get frustrated oh 
Think of one. A thing. Cracking baby, welcome to the meaning stream. It's Kira the Dumb. We here. We say good in the face of non-good activity. For example, if you're watching this live, you'll see that one of my uh, characters is in the mid- middle of the air, and I can't move him. He's just dancing in the air. You know, and you gotta say good. Fine, it's good that he's dancing in the air. It makes him look like he's uh, defying gravity. And what is gravity anyway? You know what I mean? Who cares? Oh. Smash that like. That's your juicy. Hey, good morning to everyone who's listening to this like it's a breakfast show. I do like the idea of a breakfast show, but I'm just always up too late, you know? But I have got a plan. I've got a plan, baby. I've got a plan. I've got a plan. I'm going to be a guy with the breakfast show. I figured it out. I figured it out. All I have to do is move my body clock, right? I just have to move my body clock and... Uh, in such a fashion that I can get up at like four and I can do a breakfast show. And then all those people on the other side of the world who never get to hear this live because they're asleep, they'll get their own show, you know? And then I'll do this at the same time and that'll be, and then they'll go to bed after, you know what I mean? And it will be a brave new world, a new fantastic point of view. I'll have a breakfast show. And uh, yeah, it'll be great. You know, so that's my that's that's my new my new goal. <laughs> but we all know the systems beat goals, don't we? So what's the system to get us to that point? What's the system? You know, I tried to put in a place a system of uh, of going to bed half an hour earlier every night, and I was doing pretty good. And then last night I screwed it up, and I was up till like four or something again. You know. It's difficult, man. I've been I've been up till four, I've been up till four or five kind of guy my whole life. You know, when I was a little boy, when I was like my son's age, you know, I used to I used to get sent to bed, and then I'd wait for everyone to quiet down, and then I'd start reading under the covers, you know, and I'd stay up till like five in the morning. You know, I've been doing that my whole life. It's difficult to change things like that, particularly when you're like this deep in, you know, when you're this deep into the thing. So much of it is a habit. But uh, I would like a breakfast show, and I do like the notion of a breakfast show. And uh, I do think it's unfair that half the world does not get to experience the glory of the uh, Meaning Wave Live experience. You know, is that fair? Do you think that's fair, brothers and sisters? Who are locked in live right now, do you think that's fair? That you are the chosen ones? 
just because you happen to be in the kind of California, uh, you know, um, zone, in the zone of proximal activity to California. Who knows? Anyway, hey, we got a first award. First award goes to Jeff. Jeff was in first. What up, Jeff? What a guy. Jeff is the winner of first. Jeff was here first. That's why he was locked in super early at like half three as soon as I announced the stream today. And uh, I announced it later than I wanted to because I've had a horrible day. Horrible day. Now you go, oh my God, Akira, what happened? Who died? Nobody died. Instantly, I feel like a dick. Because pretty sure a bunch of people died and a bunch of people are having truly horrible days. I had such a horrible day though. Uh, I've been very good at not letting shit get to me for the past year or so. I've been really working on that. You know, I used to fly into a rage over, all, over anything, really. I'd fly into a great rage. You know, I've been really cool at not doing that lately. But today, I threw my gaming chair across the room. I was so rageful. I threw the gaming chair. Said I was very angry. And it's because I, I couldn't make any music all day. The computer, like my uh, music-making computer which is one of those Mac garbage cans. I got it in 2013, 2014. You know, and um, I just can't do it anymore. It's like I have to reboot it like every 15 minutes or so. It just starts stuttering and going and coughing and you can't, it just can't handle the vibes, you know? Uh, so I was just unable to do any music today. And here's the thing I've been talking about, you know, this hyper-productivity thing, right? And the way you stay in the zone and the way you, you uh, manage the hyper-productivity zone inhabitation thing is you've got to reduce friction. And it was just all friction today. It was all friction. Every bit it was friction. Like, I couldn't make music, and then when it started working, something else would stop working. Like, my, uh, the thing I hit buttons on, that made that stopped working, and then everything just stopped working. And then when it came time to stream, the streaming machine wasn't working. It had some blue screen of death thing going on. It's like, that's, uh, so I had to be, make it a bit late. So, you know, today's just one of those days where, uh, where one is tried. You know, they try you. The trying. And uh, I was not able, and I was so excited. I was, because like, you know, I made this whole album yesterday. And I was really excited to get to making music today. I had all this stuff I wanted to do. And I was, I was like, childishly excited. And I couldn't do any of it. None. Not a thing. You know, but what does, what does your boy Jocko say? He says, <laughs> He says, No man left behind. But he says other things too. He says, Good. Now, what, brothers and sisters, do you think the good in this situation is? I'll hand this over to you. We're going to do the international high five. I want to know where you are, those of you that are locked in live. And if you're watching this on a, across space and time, I want to know as well. Just let me know, you know? And I want to know, what do you think the good in this situation is? The good of Akira the Dawn's technologies, none of them working all day and being unable to make music all day long. What's the good in that, brother, sister? Tell me now. I need, I need, I need you. I need your knowledge. I need your wisdom. So I don't throw any more, so I don't yeast any more uh, gaming chairs across the, across the room, you know? No more yeasting of gaming chairs. Hercules is so sweet, my son. He came up, are you okay, Dad? You okay, Dad? What's wrong? I was swearing my head off, I was. You know when you're like, you're just really angry and you just say the two sweariest swear words very loudly? It's just terrible. A complete, a complete collapse of emotional discipline, brother, sister. A complete collapse of emotional discipline from your boy Don today. Oh my goodness. I like reverted many years. I went back to like a previous, a previous incarnation. You know your boy Elon Musk was talking about with the Neuralink, you'll be able to just like press a button and just like go back to a version of you seven years ago. You know, you could press save. That was like if I'd press save on a, on a, on a, on a uncouth, uh, uncultured, uh, unemotionally, 
uh, rigorous version of myself and had accidentally reloaded that one for an afternoon. That's what happened. But um, anyway, anyway, we're here. We are at least here. Uh, YouTube Hero Alex says, this stream, Akira will be taking questions from the chat and prioritizing Super Chat questions, then doing a Meaning Wave DJ set afterwards. That's true, YouTube Hero Alex. You're correct. That is correct. That is what we'll be, we'll be doing today. Um, let's see. Potential for Anger Wave later in Michigan. Why Michigan? What's going on in Michigan? Oh, I knew Violet would be happy. It's like, I'll come on, come on here all pissed off, yeeting chairs. I was like, Violet will be very happy with this. Uh, small in Australia says DETC ducks for ethical treatment of chairs. <laughs> <laughs> Multiverse Media Space says Akira the Don, I'm with you, Sib. We are with you. That's nice, isn't it? Grey Flower says Akira trying hard for us means a lot. Duck emoji good. Yeah, nice. You know. I mean, hell, I've got to be here for you. Even if I'm not here for the chair. You know, who, even, even if I'm abusing a chair. You know, I would never abuse you, dear brother, sister. Yeah. Vin Fuego says, moving my guitars from cases to wall helped me just pick them up and play. Yeah, that's the problem is when, you, when you're like a computer musician like I am. I'm entirely reliant um, on machines. I don't have any organic things in this studio. I think I'm going to get an acoustic guitar. I think that's a good idea. I think I will get an acoustic guitar. And then when, um, when something like this happens, I could just pick up the acoustic guitar, you know, and write a, and write a country song. Hey. About my sadness, you know? I could write a song. Oh, my computer don't work today. I'm so full of anguish and sorrow. You know? Could totally do that. Uh, Roberto Sanchez in Florida says, The good is you're even hungrier for music. I am, I am. I'm really, really hungry to get after it. You're right. Ooh, that's a good point. I'm super hungry to get after it, you know? Tom in Pittsburgh said, Good is that you'll be happier every time it works without your issue and more grateful. That's also true. I will. I always am. It always works like that. <laughs> You know, uh, okay, that's good. You guys are great. Hey, uh, small in Australia, great flower, quack quack. There's a lot, of, a lot of quack activities going on today. Sheila says, Akira, it will make you appreciate the days when it goes more smoothly. Yes, perhaps it will, Sheila. Cindy in Riverside says, Technology went to crap. Good, you needed a reminder of stillness. Uh, there's been no stillness in here, believe me. No stillness, just just you know, just the yeeting of chairs. <laughs> no stillness. Uh, Jack Payne in NYC says Brooklyn. <laughs> Great flower says Rocky Earth knows you vent out the bad and make room for good meaning. More good meaning. Okay. Sounds about right. Uh, yeah. Yankee lover says it's the universe's way of telling you that a break was needed. Sometimes these things happen. Yeah, but I didn't get a break. I had to spend all day trying to fix a not working computer and yeeting chairs. I had to do all this chair yeeting. That wasn't a break at all. You know? So I don't think that worked. If the, if the universe, the universe does air quotes, uh, if uh, that universe there, that the universe, i.e. me, i.e. you, i.e. God, uh, wanted me to take a break, that shit didn't work, baby. <laughs> nice try. Try again tomorrow. Try again tomorrow and see if I take the hint. I probably won't. Brandon Shirtletef says Texas vibes. Shouts out to Texas. Pixie in New Zealand says, helps us build resilience. Yeah. Uh, Benjamin Gunn in Virginia, Damascus. Offers you an opportunity to observe where rage is easy to embody. Hey, there you go. Gives you time to step into the moment. You're here now. We're here now. And it's all smooth. It's pretty smooth. Touch wood. There's no wood to touch. Ah. Oh. Yo. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, she, you know. I'll tell you one thing. The second you say things out loud, you do realize how silly they are. And that's always good. Yeah. Uh, what's up? Vanessa in Melbourne, Australia. Good that I've had this unique time at home teaching my crazy kiddos. Hey, good for you. Good, good for you. Uh, Violet says, lol, I'm not happy. You are not happy. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Yo, uh, Jack Payne says, get a cat. The ultimate vibe regulators. Well, yeah, because you can yeet a cat, can't you? And they don't die. Is that, someone tell me that anyway. You can yeet a cat and they don't die. Is that correct? You know? Anyway. <laughs> oh, baby. Forest Fruit says, don't get bongos. Good. That's a good call. I was not planning on getting bongos. Uh, I've got... I've got a triangle. I do got a triangle. That's pretty good. It goes ding, you know? Triangle goes ding. Joshua Trent says, we waving today. Good is two interviews today after months of silence. Hey, you had you had two interviews today. Congratulations. That was marvelous. Johnny Muin says, you got to see what was in you. Yeah, a chair-yeating rageopath. You know, that guy is still in there. The chair yeeter is still in there. I thought I conquered that mofo, but he's still chilling. He's just there waiting for an opportunity to come out and yeet the chair. My goodness. Uh, yeah. Daniel says it was a lesson for Herc that we all have breaking points. Pull the old equipment apart with him. Yo. I might yeet the chair with him. You know, he likes to do things like that. Be like, all right, Hercules, let's yeet chairs together, shall we? You know? What did we do last week? Last time I I, I, uh, <laughs> I threw caution to the wind because Hercules is always trying to get me to engage in things like Dada, come and do this, you know. Oh, I'm working some, but Dada, I'll be grown up soon and I won't be in the house. Oh yeah, good point. <laughs> I'll move to the other side of the world like you did, Dada. Oi, um, yeah. So he's like he's like come and jump up and down on the bed with me, Dada. You jump it up and down on our bed, you know. I knew it was stupid, but I he he was so happy. So we jumped up and down on the bed together. And lo, we did break that bed. Yes, we did. <laughs> jump. Jump. You know the thing we like, you're really trying to, like, you know, your son is so happy, man. You know, the joy. Oh. And you want to do things to make him super happy. So I did a really big jump. Crack. Broke the bed. God damn it. Broke that bed. But you know, sometimes you, you and you're like, oh, God. But you just laugh. Because it was worth it. Wife came in. She laughed. It was worth it. We broke the bed, you know. And then I fix that bed because that's what men do. You know, we break things, then we fix them. You know, with our, with our fixing skills. You know, I got the old drill out. You know, uh, I made some new holes, all that type of business. It was fine. You know, that's how we get down. You know, break a bed, build a bed. That's the man way. Forest Fruit says, Best is to remain silent and be thoughtful than open your mouth and remove all doubts. Thanks. Thanks very much. I, and here's me every day opening my mouth for multiple hours at a time. <laughs> Yo! Small in Australia says, do not yeet a cat when you encounter one in the street. Good advice. I have a very smart audience. Jeff says, Akira is hilarious tonight. That better not be sarcasm, Jeff. God damn it. Yo. Anyway. Multiverse Media Space says wonderful, wonderful vibe transmutation. Oh, vibe. Vibe transmutation. Hurrah. 
Transmutate those goddamn vibes. Transmogrify those vibes. Get in, get a cardboard box, right? Transmogrifier on it. Get inside the box, right? And uh, transmogrify your ass into a non-whiny bitch. What's the opposite of a whiny bitch? A, a not whiny bitch, or is it a, like a donkey? I don't know. What's the opposite of a whiny bitch? You want a transmogrifying box like Calvin and Hobbes had to turn you into one of those at all times. Oh! Anyway, I'd like to take this opportunity to apologize to the chair. And also apologize to my family downstairs who had to hear me ranting up and down up here all day. Just ranting. I was like, ah, fucking, F word, C word, effing C word, seeing effing C F word. Oh, it was very creative, you know. Incredibly creative within my rage. Yo, yo. You know, I got the old, uh, the old victim thing came out. Part of me was like, why me? Why am I got the bad equipment? Why can't I afford to spend $15,000 on a new Mac Pro right now? I caught myself in my head, like, doing that thing. I was like, oh, I, I bitch slapped myself inside my head, you know? You ever do that? Like, I pay attention to the self-talk, you know? And uh, I would try and be nicer to myself inside the self-talk. I used to be real nasty to myself. When I didn't know what self-talk was... You know, I would just talk to the inside of myself or allow the conversation to go on in there. And it was a goddamn abusive relationship, by God. It was an abusive relationship. I'd teach, I'd talk to myself, I wouldn't talk to uh, Henry Kissinger in that fashion. You know? I would not talk to William Gates in that fashion. I would not talk to uh, Bono the way I spoke to myself when I didn't realize I was speaking to myself. You know? But then I got a grip on that, and then I was like, oh, so now I'm nice to myself for the most part. Occasionally, though, you've got to regulate the vibes. Occasionally, you've got to regulate the vibes of those uh, conversations within, you know, those things you're observing. You have to pull back and go, wait, those little chatterbox things in there. I used to read a comic called The Beano, I think it was, and it had a, a strip in it. And it was like, it was basically a, like a guy, and then all the people who lived inside him and did the jobs. Like the guys that moved his tongue and the guys that moved his blood around and all that sort of thing, you know? And, uh, yeah, sometimes you got to regulate those guys inside, you know what I mean? And uh, that one today, who was eating chairs, I had, to, I had to pull rank on that mofo and bitch slap that boy. You see those videos people be posting lately of people engaging in slap competitions? You know, it's uh, slaps. I introduced Hercules to the concepts of slaps recently. We were playing slaps. You know, he's pretty good at it. You know, you sit there, <laughs> smack. Then you slap the guy, then the guy gets to smack you. You know what I mean? And there's this video going around of some, like, some emo guy. He smacks a big biker-looking guy. And then the biker-looking guy, you, you know, you don't move. He smacks him. It doesn't do anything. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, uh, it's like flicking the ocean. I ain't do shit to that ocean, you know? And then the big biker guy smacks the emo boy. And he hits him. And it's like a thunderclap from God. Like, you see the camera, like a wobble comes through the camera. Like, it's like... There's a there's a slap. It's a slap that hit the fabric of space and time itself, you know? Like, he slapped the soul out of that boy. You see the boy's soul. It's like that bit in uh, Doctor Strange, you know what I mean? When uh, Tilda Swinton, uh, like, you know, the bald white lady who they who they swapped out for the, for, uh, the Eastern fellow, you know? Uh, she, like, smacks the soul out of Doctor Strange and he goes, woof, and he pops out. And he's like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? It was like that. And that was me today regulating the vibes on the whiny bitch inside. The whiny entitled bitch. 
why is it me with the I was like, you has to be regulate that guy. You got a computer, motherfucker. You how dare you? How dare you? You know, I had to get down. But anyway. Anyway. <laughs> now we're here. Now we're here, brothers and sisters, and we gotta welcome some new members to the channel. We gotta welcome welcome uh Kokupsi. Kokupsi. Welcome to level one, Kokupsi. Oh, that's a new noise from yesterday. And welcome, Tom. Welcome, Tom, to the wave. You are here. You get to download mixes. You get to download music. You get to download the new Alan Watts single on Friday. Oh, yeah, you will. I like these new buttons I did. I like these new buttons. Uh, Nicholas Johnston says your music is a portal. Thank you, Nicholas. Uh, well, I think thank you. I mean, it could be a portal to the world of wrong. Hopefully it's not. Hopefully it's a portal to uh, a good place that you want to be. There's a useful place, you know? Hopefully it's a portal to a useful place. And, uh, yeah, speaking of useful places, uh, there's a useful place, <laughs> king of segways, there's a useful place called Indiegogo. So there is. And on Indiegogo, uh, <laughs> one of these days I'll, make, I'll get this right. Uh, on Indiegogo, you can check out this new campaign for uh, an album by Akira the Don and Alan Watts. Akira the Don and Alan Watts. Now, that is a combo. You know, everyone knows that that is a dream combination. That is the dream team. The team of dream, you know? And, uh, yeah, we got, we got a... There we go. <laughs> we got a campaign up there uh, for the new album, What's Wave 6. What's Wave 6, the new album. There it is. There it is. There it is. It's a new album. Akira the Don and Alan Watts. The first single comes out this Friday. This Friday, brothers and sisters. And the album comes out on May 29th. And for the first time, we're making it available on vinyl. Because you've been asking. You've been asking me for many years now. Please, Akira the Don, make these musics available on vinyl. On vinyl, you say. And I say, well, when there's enough of us, when enough people want it. You know, so this time we've done it. Because it seemed that there were enough. And low, it seems there might be, because we have a goal of $6,000, which is how much it costs to get the, uh, the the albums pressed. We're doing What's Wave 5 and 6, The Web of Life, Parts 1 and 2. As a combo, you can get them both. Both on glorious double vinyl. Yes, you can. And uh, so that $6,000 is the baseline of making that happen, because, uh, you know, vinyl. Vinyl ain't cheap, baby. You know, vinyl, the re one of the reasons we're doing this is because we want Meaning Wave to, uh, to exist forever. You know, and uh, particularly violent sunspot activity could destroy all hard drives. All that stuff on Spotify would be gone, but vinyl would not. So I think we need to get a vinyl presence. A vinyl presence. So let's see where we're at. Let's just check. We're, I think we're 86. I think we're 80. Yeah. No, we're 88. Very good. Very good. Oh, where's the applause button? Hey, we are 81 backers of 88% of our goal. You know, so I think it would be pretty epic to hit 90 tonight. I think we could do that. So I think we should. Let's try to hit 90 tonight. Uh, I'm going to play a song off of that album right now. Yeah, I am. And, uh, you know, this is a true song. A true song. If I can just find it, you know. Sometimes it's very difficult to uh, find things on a computer and talk at the same time. That's why uh, Adam Curry 
has John Dvorak. <laughs> and that's why John Dvorak is Adam Curry. Shouts out to Adam Curry and John Dvorak. Uh, shouts out to, uh, you know, the, the, the podfather and his boy. Shouts out to Texas all day long. Shouts out to you guys. And shouts out to Adam Watts. This is from the new Alan Watts, the Cure of the Dawn album, Watts Wave 6, The Web of Life Part 2. 20 track of Opus. A magnum opus. Akira. You're going to be shocked how good it is. Ain't no middle of the world, bitch. You love Yo. yourself in terms of what is oh. In terms of what is Yeah. You love yourself in terms of what is In terms of what is Now, when you go deeply into the nature of selfishness, what do you discover? You say, I love myself, I seek my own advantage. Woo. Now, what is the self that I love? Well, what do I want? And that becomes an increasingly ever-deepening puzzle. Now, I've often referred to this when you say to somebody else, I love you. It's always rather disconcerting to the person to whom you say that. If you imply that you love them with a pure, disinterested and holy love, they automatically suspect it as being a little bit phony. But if you say, I love you so much I could eat you, that's an expression as a way of saying to a person, you attract me so much that I can't help it. I'm absolutely bowled over by you. I'm gone. And people like that. Then they feel they're really being loved, that it's absolutely genuine. Yeah, yeah. But now, I love you so much I could eat you. Now what the devil do I want? I certainly don't want to eat the girl in the sense of literally devouring her, because then she'd disappear. Ah, but I love myself. And what is me? In what way do I know me? Well... Well, it suddenly occurs to me that I know me only in terms of you. See, when I think of anything that I know and that I like, then it's always something that can be viewed as other than me. I can never get to look at me, real me. It's always behind. It's always hidden. And I really don't know it well enough to know whether I love it or not. Maybe I don't. Maybe it's an appalling mess. But... Certainly the things I do love and that I want from a selfish point of view, when I really think about them, they're all something else. That's in a way outside me. Yeah. You love yourself in terms of what is other, in terms of what is other. You love yourself in terms of what is other, in terms of what is other. Now we saw that there is a reciprocity. A total mutual interdependence between Ooh. what we call the self and what we call the other. That's the warp and the wolf. And so, if you are perfectly honest about loving yourself, and you don't pull any punches, you don't pretend that you are anything other than exactly what you are, you suddenly come to discover that the self you love, if you really go into it, is the universe. You suddenly come to discover that the self you love, if you really go into it, is the universe. You don't like all of it. You're selective about it, as we saw in the beginning. Perception is selection. 
But on the whole, you love yourself in terms of what is better. In terms of what is better, you love yourself in terms of what is better. In terms of what is better, you love yourself in terms of what is better. In terms of what is better, you love yourself. and Akira the Dunn featuring backing vocals from Blair Lynn Strong there who you may remember from the Naval album she is currently hard at work putting vocals on the album I made yesterday because uh, yeah that is the spiritual twin to Naval's How to Get Rich Volume 1 Akira the Dunn and Naval How to Get Rich Volume 1 the album I did yesterday is the spiritual twin to that that's what I'm telling you about that one together Coupled together, those albums will make you an unstoppable force in this particular reality. Like, real stuff. Real stuff. I ain't even joking. The, it's that thing. This the keys. We got the keys to the kingdom, baby. We got them for you. But, uh, yeah. Alan Watts and Akira the Dawn. What's Wave 6? The Web of Life Part 2. That is coming out uh, very, very soon. And uh, go click the link in the description of this broadcast. And you'll be able to back that on Indiegogo now. You'll be able to, uh, you know, uh, pre-order your digital copy. You'll be able to get your vinyl. All that. Get a poster. You know. Regulate accordingly. We're doing Ask Akira today, so if you have any questions, we're going to answer a couple questions. And we're doing a meaning wave set. A little meaning wave set. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, we are. That's what we're doing. Uh, Johnny Muen said, is anybody working on awesome projects, creative stuff, like our friend Akira the Don? I started a business last November, lost 50 pounds and got muscles. Went from fat to officially hot. Started an aquatic plant business, which is starting to pay for itself, as well as a video game and AI consulting company, which are both starting to go kind of okay. <laughs> hey, anyway, shouts out to you, Johnny Muen. Shouts out to you. Is anyone else doing an epic activity in 2020? I think probably a lot of you are. I imagine a lot of you are. You know, Grave Flower has a question. It's a brilliant question. This is what what, what we used to call uh, in the business, because I was I used to be a music journalist. You know, and this is what you would call a smash hits question uh, after the after the magazine Smash Hits, which used to be edited by is a famous pop magazine. Its heyday was in the uh, late eighties, uh, early nineties, I would say, and uh, its editor at the beginning of that heyday was. Neil Tennant from the Pet Shop Boys. But anyway, a, uh, a smash hits question is one like this. Greyflower, what is Akira's favorite color? What is Akira's favorite color? Well, I mean, we could open that up to, to the floor, I guess. What do we think Akira's favorite color is? What do we think Akira's favorite color is, brothers and sisters? What could it, that be? What could that favorite color be? 
Now, when I was younger, my favorite color was red. And I had a red house, you know? I had a whole red house. I had a red carpet. I had red furniture, red walls, you know? Then later on, my favorite color was blue. Maybe because I was feeling a bit blue, you know? And I had blue bandanas, and I had blue jeans, and I had blue, uh, like, eyeliner. You know? I had blue hair. And somewhere along the way, the truth became known. The truth became apparent. The truth that the likes of Prince had always known. That the true path is between the two. The red and the blue. That purple, baby. That Prince life. Ooh! You don't know it. Johnny Muin says, my favorite color is good. <laughs> Golden Didier says, you're Jimi Hendrix. Exactly, there you go. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Vin Fuego says, British racing mean. Quite, there you go. That's a good color. Violet says, this is purple. Luke Ford says, fuchsia. <laughs> Johnny Muin says, blue and purple and pink. <laughs> Yo, hit me. You got any more Smash Hits questions? They used to have a, a thing in Smash Hits. It was called No, Not the Biscuit Tin. No, Not the Biscuit Tin. You know, and, and it'd be a biscuit tin full of uh, dodgy questions. And people would have to answer them. They used to put some kind of rude questions in there. I remember the guy from Right Said Fred. Because uh, it, it said, Are you a uh, a leg or a boob man? And the guy from Right Said Fred, who obviously is a guy who likes guys, says, well, you know, sometimes you wake up wanting uh, something. What did he say? I don't even know if I can say this. This was, in a, this was in a children's magazine, you know? And he said, well, you know me. He goes, but sometimes you wake up and you just really are in the mood for a nice pair of tits. Sorry about that. <laughs> Breakfast show. That was children's magazines in the 80s, 90s. Anyway, um, I was like, yeah, I do, I, I do um, concur. That's true. St. Michael says, you mean Fred? Yeah, right said Fred. Exactly. Right said, the two, the two, it's two guys. It was the brothers, the bald guys. And then there was the drummer who had hair. You know? Um, yeah. D. Lars says, hey, Akira, you know about Team Session Hollow Squad? Yes. <laughs> yes. That's an interesting question. No, yeah, shouts out to Bones and them boys all day. Of course, of course. I've been putting those guys in my mixes and stuff for years. If you go back and listen to the Akira live mixes from like 2013, uh, we've got a lot of sash material in those tanks. A lot of that stuff, you know? So yes. Yes is the answer. I've got my, mad love for them boys. Josh, you were trans. Says I used to be red green until I found I was actually a lavender. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, Nintendo Joe says, Hey Akira, have you heard of Nucleus Jam On It Revenge LP? Well, Nucleus Jam On It, the song, uh, is an epic song. Uh, I have been known to mix that with Michael Jackson's uh, Billie Jean from time to time. They sound very good together. But I haven't heard the whole LP, no. I haven't. You know certain certain things, you just know the singles, innit? If you're, if, you're, uh, if you're not as cultured as you should be, and I'm certainly not as cultured as I should be. God damn. Uh, shouts out to Bernard Cribbins all day. Lujo says uh, where can we get the Joseph Campbell song Dreams it was on a DJ set a while back but it wasn't on the album and it's a great song you're right it is 
<laughs> Every song um, is a great song, but uh, on that album, because it's unreleased. There's an unreleased Joseph Campbell album that is unreleased, so you can't get it because it's unreleased. Because uh, uh, the Joseph Campbell Foundation can't clear the, lo the rights to it because they don't own the rights to the stuff I sampled on that album. And I'm having difficulty finding out exactly who does. No one seems to want to tell me. Um, so, yeah, that one's proving tricky. But uh, I do intend to resolve that goddamn situation because the unreleased Joseph Campbell album is probably my favorite album. <laughs> Maybe it's just because it's unreleased. I don't know, but it's like... It's one of them ones that, like, a certain... Like, the Joseph Campbell album you have heard is amazing, right? Um, but the unreleased one, every song is like a number one pop single type vibe. Or like, like a big anthem. So every song on it either would be like the main single from a good band's album. Or it would be like the main anthem from a great like rock band's album type thing. Like the big Alice Cooper song or whatever, you know. Shouts out to Alice Cooper. I used to really love Alice Cooper. A lot of people don't know this about me. Uh, when I was like maybe 10, probably 10, something like that. Alice Cooper was my favorite guy. I used to have like a, I used to have a leathered black leather jacket with tassels on it when I was 10, right? And an Alice Cooper patch on the back of it from his album Trash. I did love that album Trash. And the one that came after it, which was called Hey Stupid, uh, which was also one of my favorites, you know? And I was really big, so I really liked that period Alice Cooper, but I also really loved like 70s period Alice Cooper around the same time when I was like 10 years old. Uh, you know, Only Women Bleed and stuff like that. Uh, school's Out. Uh, them things, uh, uh, 18, you know that song, 18, I'm 18, I don't do what I will. you know, billion dollar babies, billion dollar babe. oh my goodness, Alice Cooper was amazing, you know, people don't know that about me, I was a little metalhead when I was 10 years old, I was a little metalhead and I also loved Ice Tea and Ice Cube, yo, <laughs> The first song I knew all the words to that was a rap song was Walk This Way because I had a cassette and it was called Marky Metal. And uh, it had Faith No More on it as well who kind of rap at that point. And I knew all the words to Walk This Way because it was on the Marky Metal cassette. I knew every song on that goddamn cassette. Silenza says, Feed My Frankenstein. Damn straight, baby. Violet Alice Evans says, How did you start mixing, Akira? Like, when I was a little kid in school, probably about Hercules' age, uh, maybe a little bit older, seven or eight, uh, I was the kid who was really into music, and I used to make my own tape, compilation tapes, like mixtapes. And I used to rec stay up all night and uh, with a, a cassette recorder with a piece of uh, tape over the play and record button. Because you had to hold them down together, you know, so that made it a bit easier because you'd be sat there waiting for the DJ to play the song that you really liked, you know, so you could record it. And uh, so I'd make these mixtapes and then I, I would get into people at school. I'd make people mixtapes like it started off because there'd be certain girls that I liked, you know, I'd be making them tapes. But then the boys would start getting morning tapes as well, you know. So, yeah, that's where it started. It started way, way back in the day, day, day. And, you know, then I used to make my be quite creative with my mixtapes on cassettes. And I used to make little loops and stuff by like pulling out the tape and chopping it and sticking it back together with tape and stuff of that nature. And I would tape from one tape to another and back again and stuff. You know, I was about our life. Ooh, ooh. Benjamin Gunn says, so that's how you started rapping. 
Well, like, I always like I used to like rap and sing along to all the songs I liked, and I used to do these performances at school. Like uh, I used to like get up on stage at school and like sing and stuff, you know. I used to do a lot of weird stuff. Like I used to go to the park on my own, and I'd sit there on a swing, and I would just sing like CNC Music Factory. <laughs> it's like an EMF and stuff to myself, you know. Um, but like I started rapping like proper, proper, proper on the uh, the door the first in the first hours of the millennium of the new millennium i was hanging out with some homies and i was like uh you know we should start a rap group and they're like yeah but we can't rap i was like yeah we'll learn it and so we did <laughs> we did by joe oh my goodness i should show you something i should show you something we'll, we'll need camera two for this and uh this is going to be one of them ones if you're listening on the podcast you won't be able to see this so it might be worth you like finding the videos just so you can see this because this is pretty epic. Yo. Oh wait, where's the camera? Oh, what is the camera not working? <laughs> Man, that's not based at all. That's just lame. All right, we haven't got cameras these today. But we do have camera three. See that? I don't think you can see that. But like, why is it so difficult? There's a picture here of like three dudes and a woman in a in a cat suit. And the dude in a white fur jacket with a do-rag pulled over his face and eye holes cut into it. And that's me. That's the way I was getting down with the white fur coat and the do-rag pulled down over the face with the eye holes cut into it. And uh, the big chain. Oh yeah, I was called Kid Shifty in those days. <laughs> that was my rap name. My first one was Flyboy. Everyone used to call me Flyboy because I used to wear these big goggles. Then I was Kid Shifty. Ooh. Yeah, and then I was Akira. Then I was Akira the Don. I became Akira the Don because we went on tour and uh, we had this thing on tour that we were only allowed to uh, communicate in rap. We were only allowed to communicate in rap. So if we were doing, you know, if we were going to a service station and getting a sandwich, we had to order that in rap. And I got real good real quick. You know, I got real, real good. So I declared myself Akira the Don in, uh, in the context of one of those conversations in rap. And that was that from then on, baby. I dubbed myself. Because I was just Akira. But then it's like, actually, I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm Akira the Don now. And that was that, baby. I was Akira the Don that day and that day forth. Yeah. Now that's what everyone called me. That's what my wife called me. It's true. <laughs> uh, what up, Multiverse Media Space? Thank you for the super chat. He says, would you consider doing a live in-person performance... For all the wave riders, ducks, and vibe regulators to meet IRL. You know, I, I, yes, is the answer. Of course. Of course. I would love to. I would love to. You know, one day when they, when they let us outside again. Shit. <laughs> you know, definitely. That's what I wanted to be doing this year. And it was really kind of serendipitous that Bill Gates and the Communist Chinese, uh, you know, got together and made it so that we had to be indoors and I had to quarantine, quarantine stream every day. And do the meaning stream every day and do these like live meaning wave concerts online because what i wanted to do was start doing gigs irl you know 
And what this did was this gave us a kind of a dry run, and it also made people realize that this was something they wanted. People like you. You know, now you know this is something you want. So, like, yeah, we're going to make this happen, IRL. This, well, that's, this year... This year is all about taking Meaning Wave into the world, you know? 2018, I invented it. 2019, I uh, developed it into a, a, you know, a sort of perfected, I don't want to say perfected, but, you know, developed it into, into the form, into the psychotechnology that it was, you know? Started making all those albums, started getting mad hyperproductive, released all those albums and singles, you know? And then 2020, for me, would be the year that we take Meaning Wave into the world. You know, so that's why we're, st- we're getting vinyl. And that's why I wanted to be doing shows. But interestingly, the way we've started to take it into the world is by doing these streams. It's kind of interesting that's the way it's happened. You know? Uh, what up, Vinfuego? Where'd my phone go? Oh, there it is. Yeah, what up, what up Vinfuego? Thank you for the uh, super chat. Thank you for the support. says drop a freestyle akira if you can rap yo that's that like that thing in back to the future where it's like uh are you a chicken mcfly you a chicken mcfly don't call me a chicken mcfly yeah you, you that shit don't work on me baby however though we are considering yeah yeah we are considering doing an akira the don rap show on the stream we might do one of those and then that might be a situation where I, where I break it down. But I haven't really rapped in a while, you know? I used to rap every day, all day, every day. I've not rapped for a while now. I think the last time I rapped... When did I last rap? I don't even know. I rapped a little bit on that track, How I Made Meaning Wave. Fuego says, do you know where I might find some clout? I'm asking for a friend. Well, we have the answers to those questions. We do have the answers to those questions. I got a clout, baby. Akira the Dawn is a British musician, DJ, and producer. He's worked in genres as diverse as pop, hip-hop, indie, dance... And more recently, yeah. perhaps something that has come to be known as Meaning Waves. Oh. I cut the speech up with the feet, I did some crap in vinyl. The older I go, the more I know just how little I know. Most men live in one bad day away from being a wino. Many sing along, but how many can hit the high notes? But for the grace of God, go I know. Hello, I pre fly for someone from such and such a place as I. You might not walk, but you might fly. It's a beautiful day to be alive I'm live With the peak of recorded human history Heard him shout Akira I spoke that shit into existence Perseverance plus persistence Don't need motivation We've got meaning Discipline equals freedom As that Meaning way, 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 meaning
Whoa! Whoa! Whoa, mama! Yeah, I think we'll, I think we'll be doing a, uh, a rabbit show soon. And secretly, I've been writing songs, you know, secretly. Secretly, I've been writing songs, and um, there's going to be a goddamn... Uh, yeah, they're gonna be there. Just, just you wait, baby. Just you wait. You know, I've been laying the, I've been laying the, uh, the ground. You know, I've been laying the ground. You can't be casting pearls before swine. I was casting pearls before swine for a long, long time. You know what I mean? And that's just, that's just like a waste of pearls. You know what I mean? You got to get the, uh, you got to get the, the room right. You know what I mean? You got to lay the ground. You got to get the people ready. You know what I mean? You got to get the people uh, prepared. You know, that's what you got to do. Hey. Should we play some mini wave songs? Should we play some mini wave songs? Small in Australia says nobody, nobody, me. Mini wave, mini wave, mini wave, mini wave, mini wave. <laughs> yes, exactly. Shouts out to you, uh, my small in Australia friend. Um, I just missed a question, but no, I don't think I did. Yeah, let's do some songs. Okay, I'm gonna play a little mini wave set. Then I'll answer a couple more questions afterwards. Yeah, we will, and we'll um, we'll check in on the uh, the Alan Watts campaign as well. Let's see if we can get that guy past ninety. Let's see if we can get that guy past ninety during this session. I think we can. Now this set is pretty fitting, considering the rage, the rage I was going through. This is a Meaning Wave Live set called The Abyss. Or should I say, the abyss? Let us consider this problem. The human eye opens at a rather late stage in the development of the individual. He has already done the most marvelous work he will ever do. In a mysterious way, in his mother's womb, he has built a human body. And this body has organs that are directed to certain ends and intentions. And these were not the organs designed by reason, designed by consciousness. Reason and consciousness comes to itself and asks later, what is it I'm all about? What is it I am here for? What is it I'm all about? What is it I am here for? Why is it I do this and that? Why is it I do this and that? What is it I'm all about? What is it I am here for? Furthermore, the coming of the eyes into the general biological picture is very late. 
life had already originated hundreds of millions of years before eyes opened and saw what was going on, saw what life was doing. Now if you will see and think what it is that life does, that life has to do in order to be life, it has to kill and eat other life. That's the basic thing. This is a rather monstrous thing. And when the eyes see what the situation is on which its own life depends, its own existence, when conscience and consciousness become aware of the preconditions of their own existence, there is often a sense of shock, a sense of horror. word of Buddhism, all life is sorrowful. That's one way of recognizing this. There is also the feeling many have of guilt simply for being alive. This is, in a way, symbolized in the image of the fall in the garden. Life is monstrous.
once I drink away, and the sadness becomes so great, I hear it in my clock, it becomes knobs upon my dresser, it becomes paper on the floor, it becomes a shoehorn, a laundry ticket, it becomes cigarette smoke climbing a chapel of dark vines. It matters little. Very little love is not so bad, or very little life. What counts is waiting on wall. I was born for this. I was born to hustle roses down the avenues of the dead. I was born for this. I was born to hustle roses down the avenues of the dead. I was born for this. I was born to hustle roses down the avenues of the dead. I was born for this. I was born to hustle roses down the avenues of the dead. This is very serious, and I don't know if I should address it, because I'm somewhat tired, but I'll give it a shot, because it's important. Now, it's a very serious and, and troublesome question. I plan on taking my own life very soon. Why shouldn't I? Well, I'm going to assume this isn't a casual question. You know, that's being put out for the purposes of display. Well, the first thing I would say is you have to think very carefully through the consequences of that for other people. So I've had clients in my clinical practice who've never recovered from the suicide of a family member. later they're still torturing yourself about it and so that's what you leave behind maybe you're feeling life has been twisted against you and that people deserve to suffer for the misery that they impose upon you but i would say think very very carefully before you go down that route you know it's it's a terrible thing to leave people with part of the reason that suicide has been illegal in most societies is because it absolutely devastates the people you leave behind. And you might think, well, those people would be better off without them. And if you get really depressed, you can think that way, and you can even get to the point where you can't think any other way than that. If you're at the point where you can't think any other way than that, then you should tell someone that you should go to the hospital. Because that can happen, you know, it can happen if you get depressed. There are treatments for depression, you know, and many of them work for, for some people. They certainly beat the hell out of suicide. 
and even if they have some negative side effects, and sometimes they do, quite frequently they do, the negative side effects aren't fatal. I mean, there's lots of reasons that people get depressed that are very, very complex. Don't give up hope and do something finally before you explore all possible options. And if you haven't talked to a psychologist, you haven't talked to a psychiatrist, you haven't tried antidepressants, you haven't revealed to your family or people that care for you that this is how you're feeling, then you owe it to yourself and them to explore every possible avenue before you take such a step. That's the other thing, you know, you, you have intrinsic value, and you can't just count with it all to an end, you leave a hole in the fabric of being itself. A wise man that I once worked with said, You can always commit suicide tomorrow. You only get to decide that once. And you can put it off. Or I would just put it off. And then put it off some more. And see what you can do to put yourself together. If you're so hopeless that you have a suicidal plan, tell someone for God's sake, tell them. Or go to a hospital and tell them. And for sure, try antidepressants. What the hell do you have to lose? Do everything you possibly can to address the issue before you do something like that. And do give some thought to the people that you're going to leave behind you. Because believe me, you may just absolutely wipe them out of the way that they will never recover. You cannot fix someone's suicide. You're stuck with it. You torture yourself for the rest of your life. If I would have only known, if I would have only said something different. Don't be so sure that your life is yours to take. You don't own yourself the way that you own an object. You have a moral obligation to yourself. You have a locus of a divine value. Let's say you can't treat that cows. That's just, it's wrong. So those are the reasons. Explore everything you can explore. Put yourself back on your feet. All the things. There's all sorts of treatments for depression. Don't leave the people around you with that to suffer from for the rest of your lives. Don't underestimate your value in the world. And don't underestimate the fact that suicide is wrong. So those are four reasons why you shouldn't end your life soon.
with the chalk faces smile as Mrs. Death laughs as political landscapes dissolve as the oily fish spit out their oily prey we are born like this into this into hospitals which are so expensive that it's cheaper to die into lawyers who charge so much it's cheaper to plead guilty into a country where the jails are full and the madhouses close into a place where the masses elevate fools into rich heroes born into this walking and living through this dying because of this castrated debauched disinherited because of this the fingers reach toward an unresponsive god The fingers reach for the bottle, the pill, the powder. We are born into this sorrowful deadliness. There'll be open and unpunished murder in the street. It'll be guns and roving mobs. Land will be useless. Food will become a diminishing return. Nuclear power will be taken over by the many. Explosions will continue to shake the earth. Radiated men will eat the flesh of radiated men. The rotting bodies of men and animals will stink in the dark wind. There will be the most beautiful silence never heard. Born out of that, the sun hidden there, awaiting the next chapter.
suspicions are is that there's a set of experiences that you've had that are characteristic to your own personal life that have caused you some bitterness and some resentment and that those haven't been thought through. Usually thinking through means trying to take as much responsibility for altering the conditions under which those things happen going forward into the future as possible. Like the purpose of memory is to stop you from doing the same stupid things in the future, right? If you've had experiences that have made you bitter and resentful or are still engaged in experiences that are doing that, then you need to do a careful microanalysis of what those are and see if you can see if you can flip your attitude in some manner. I'm not saying this is easy, but the first thing you can do is at least figure out what those memories are. You can kind of tell if something needs work from a memory perspective if it occurred more than about 18 months ago and when you remember it, it still causes like a wave of sadness or anger. Waves of contempt for existence itself keep coming. Waves of, con waves of contempt for existence itself keep coming. There's a part of me that revels in riding these waves. But can I harness them for good? Waves of contempt for existence itself keep coming. What that means is that your brain is still targeting that experience as threatening and unexplored. And what that means is that in some sense, part of you or a part of you that could exist is still stuck in that memory. Because you can go back and do a careful causal analysis of the events that led up to the unfortunate circumstance. Map out your role. There's going to be things that you could have done differently to avoid it, and that's what you need to figure out for the future. I would say you try to shed all your personal resentment. A part of that, too, is to not take things too personally. There's nothing personal about the fact that terrible things happen to you, I mean, unless you're directly causally involved. Just as it says, I believe in the Old Testament, reigns on the just and the unjust alike. The tragedy and difficulty and even the confrontation with evil are built into the structure of existence. And it's not aimed at you personally. It may be the price that we pay for existence itself. You could say, well, that price is too high to pay. But... If you start thinking that way, then you make everything much, much worse. Waves of contempt for existence itself keep coming. Waves of waves of contempt for existence itself keep coming. There's a part of me that revels in riding these waves, but can I harness them for good? Waves of contempt for existence itself keep coming. Shoulder your cross voluntarily and stumble forward towards the light. That's the best strategy. And just because it's the best strategy doesn't even necessarily mean that it's always going to work. Like, this is no optimistic scenario. Like a dragon is no optimistic scenario. Confront the dragon, get the gold, bring it back to share with the community. And 
you know, that sounds all well and good, but after all, it is a dragon, and many people get eaten by them. The myth basically says, well, your best bet is to open your eyes and speak the truth and look forward forthrightly and confront the hydras that are raising their heads and their tentacles constantly to frighten you and stop you and to fight the tyranny of the social structure when it's oppressing you unduly. And that's what you have to do. But I would say if that contempt is there, man, that's really worth digging into. That would be the place where you would discover the union shadow because you would discover that contempt is an unbelievably destructive force. Contempt is a particularly destructive force. It would be useful for you to try to think about, you can use fantasy to do this. It's like, okay, if you let that contempt manifest itself fully in like a dream or a daydream, and then you let it go on a rampage, what's the vision exactly? I mean, is it the destruction of the town? Is it the destruction of the country? Do you want the entire world to blow up? Waves of contempt for existence itself keep coming. Waves of, con waves of contempt for existence itself keep coming. There's a part of me that revels in riding these waves. But can I harness them for good? Waves of contempt for existence itself keep coming. Or there's specific people yeah. that you're angry at, or maybe you're angry at yourself. Those waves of contempt are unarticulated elements of experience, and they're part of your shadow. So, can you harness them for good? Well, the more you understand your dark urges, the more likely you are to be able to regulate and control them and to use them as part of your power. The person who has authority is someone who's integrated the dangerous parts of themselves, and that's part of what gives their words gravitas and weight. And so, yes, I think you could you could harness them for good. And I think that's the right thing to do, but it will involve a fair bit of painful soul-searching.
thought of the inevitable consequence of that, or one of the inevitable consequences of that, a dramatic move towards a doctrine of radical equality, see, because if value itself is destroyed, that value distinction between things so that not one thing is not any better than another, then there's no reason for hierarchies of virtue or of value. And so the equality doctrine is a logical is a logical outcome.
plagues and sounds of revenge. In their praise there is always a sting, and to be a judge, 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 seems bliss to them. But thus I counsel you, my friends, mistrust all in whom the impulse to punish is powerful. They are people of a low sort and star, the hangman and the bloodhound. Make some noise. You're down south, baby. Anyway, Black, the abyss. The abyss. Thank you. Diverting tales for that little selection. Yeah. That little selection, that was a dope little selection. That was an intense little selection. And a perfect selection for daylight today, baby. Daylight today. Damn. My voice of. Yo, 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 let me speak in my actual voice almost. What a great song that last song is, huh? Huh? I look forward to doing more songs of similar ferocity. There are many. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there, there, there's, there's some stuff coming up. There's some stuff coming up, baby. There's some stuff coming up. 
in that, uh, I don't know if the, you could say that mold, because that's a unique mold. Ain't no song like that. You know what I mean? That's its own thing. But uh, the, the savagery, you know, the savagery and the power. Shouts out to everybody locks in. Shot going crazy. Shot going crazy. Yo. What you're saying? Great Flower says, Akira, turn the epic activities up to 11 tonight. Violet says, that's my vibes. Dila says, incredible. Violet says, 10 out of 10. Great Flower says, Brad has a kraken. <laughs> many, many wave emojis. Many wave emojis all over the place. Someone lost some weight. Johnny uh, lost weight like Akira. Read before and no joke, I gained 1.5 inches on the PP. <laughs> What? Johnny Wentz is murder the heretics. Violet says, kind of reminds me of Bush. How dare you? <laughs> uh, Small in Australia says, weird. Nietzsche and JP were only 62 years apart from living in the same world. Warnings to the future now, wisdoms of the past. Time's called forth the speaker, baby. Time's called forth the speaker. d says, Akira should bleach the beard. What is that, a euphemism? How dare you? How dare you? Yo. Well, it says, this is totally amazing, Akira. God bless you. See, I told you the vibes would be good for you today. The vibes. Johnny says, my neighbor complained, so I had to switch from one 500 watts to five headphones. My body no longer quakes with the savagery and the power. Yo, you, you tell your tell your neighbor to chill. Tell your neighbor to relax. You know, tell your neighbor to relax. Invite your neighbor over for a you know for a vibe regulation session. That's what you got to do, man. You got to befriend the neighbor. You got to bring him into your world. You know what I mean? That's what you want to do. I mean, ideally, I've done that with neighbors before. I've befriended neighbors and turned them around to the ways of the wave. You know, I've brought them into the to the world. Back when I was a rowdy party boy, he says rowdy party. You know, when I was a, I was a, a <laughs> when I was, you know, uh, a rowdy party boy. You know, here's the difference now, actually. I'm not drinking, I, I'm not waking up and drinking a bottle of whiskey every day, which is what I used to do. And uh, that was just in the morning, you know. I just set the vibes that way. I would wake up and I would drink uh, a bottle of whiskey. And then I would go about my business. So I ain't doing that currently. I'm, actually, I'm doing other things, you know. But at that period, you know, I had some neighbors and they weren't, they weren't enjoying the vibes. So I befriended them. I said, just come over, come hang, you know? And I dosed them. Sometimes you gotta dose the neighbor, you know? Bring them into your world. And uh, then they become like a partner in crime rather than, than a, an enemy, you know? That's the smart thing to do. Now I can't do that right now because we, we have a problem neighbor right now and that problem neighbor is just a goddamn lunatic. I don't want to invite them into my world. I want no part of their world. You know, the thing about Peterson talks about with certain people, it's like you look into the eyes and you're looking into hell because they're in hell. And it's hard to meet their eyes and it's hard for them to meet yours. It's hard for them to meet yours because it reminds them of, of, that they are in hell. But it's hard for you to meet theirs because you're looking into hell. Ain't nobody want to do that. Sometimes you've got those people as neighbors and uh, I wouldn't recommend making friends with them. I'd recommend moving. Shouts out to everybody in San Francisco. Time to move. It seems that you've done what you've, that place is done. You know, shouts out to California in general. You know, we're making our own plans over here by, go, by gosh. 
By gosh. Johnny Moyen says, cut out the deadwood. D-Lars, that says, uh, psychos... I can never say this word. Psychosaving work good. <laughs> yes, indeed. Shouts out to YouTube hero, Alex. He's regulating the vibes out there. Says, we're at 88 on the campaign goal. Could we possibly see 90 tonight? Can we see 90 tonight? Are we going to do 90? I don't know. We're going to play one more song. We're going to play one more song, and it's going to be from the Alan Watts album. Maybe during that song we'll hit 90. Who knows? Who knows what the future holds? Yo. Brand new freak here at the Don and Alan Watts. I'm For the new album, What's Wave 6. He's got clout. Weber Life Part 2. Ooh. To spread joy, you have to have it. To impart delight, you have to be more or less delightful. And to be delightful is not some factor of trying to make yourself look delightful. It is to do things that are delightful to you. Do things that are delightful to you. Do things that are delightful to you. You become thereby delightful to others. It is to do things that are delightful to you. Do things that are delightful to you. Do things that are delightful to you. You become thereby delightful to others. That's to say, people who are interesting are people who are interested. Any person, for example, who is constantly thinking about all sorts of other things and other people and so on, because they're fascinating, becomes a fascinating person. But a person who doesn't think about anybody else and who's got very little going on inside their skull is boring. So in other words, your engagement with the external world, the more you are involved, the more your personality is enriched. Do things that are delightful to you. Do things that are delightful to you. Do things that are delightful to you. You become thereby delightful to others. Do, do things that are delightful to you. Do things that are delightful to you. Do things that are delightful to you. You become thereby delightful to others. But if you try to enrich your personality by taking a course in how to win friends and influence people or how to be a real person, you'll become just a washout. You'll be like somebody who tried to get a good nutrition by biting his nails and then the fingers next, you know, and then half an arm gone and so on. You're entirely nourishing yourself with yourself. Now, of course, on a vast scale, the universe does that. It eats itself up. That's why the symbol of the snake swallowing its tail is a very fundamental, archaic symbol of life. But the way it's done is that the snake has in some part of the ring a place where it's not sensitive. It's called the unconscious. Where it doesn't know that what comes to it in the form of food is actually what left it in the form of excrement. That thing is... Don't mention it. After all, as the Lord said at the beginning of the universe, you must draw the line somewhere. You must draw the line somewhere. Yeah, that was crazy. 
From that What's Wave 6, the Web of Life Part 2, dropping May 29 on all streaming platforms and coming to you for the first time on vinyl. You get that vinyl today, hit the link in the description of this broadcast, wherever you may be, and you too can get your very own Akira the Don and Alan Watts vinyl. You can pre-order the album. You can regulate the vibes correctly with an, an eternal uh, artifact that will uh, last for the ages. And uh, yeah, but I think that's the smart thing to do and I think we should do it. Yes, I do. How you feeling out there, baby? How you doing? How you doing? It's Wednesday. It's a beautiful day to be alive here at the Beacon Recorded Human Civilization. God damn it. We have indeed corrected the vibes. The vibes have been corrected. The vibes have been regulated. Vinfuego says, regulator t-shirt. I'm in. Who said regulator? Regulator! The rig's been doing good today, although camera two isn't working. I don't know why. You know, just before we streamed, there was, you know, uh, Windows, man. Where the frick is Windows? It like tried to update itself and it gave itself a blue screen. I was like, what the hell do you, what do you think you're doing, Windows? What is this? What is even is this? And then camera two wasn't working. But the regulator is doing great, powerful activities. The broadcast has been uh, beautiful, right, for the past week, visually. A visually beautiful broadcast, I think so. I think it has. And uh, I'm very grateful to that. I'm very grateful to the regulator. I'm very grateful to the regulator, and I'm very grateful to all the regulators out there, all of you wave-riding regulators, all of you regulators, all of you regulators in the chat, all of you regulators uh, who are watching this live but aren't in the chat, because you, you, know, you don't feel the need to chat, shouts out to you. Everybody listening on the replay, shouts out to you. All the kids sat in the back of the car, you know what I mean? Mama and Dada have, have got that, that meaning stream on. You sat in the back of the car. You're trying to play Bendy in the Ink Machine on an iPad or some stuff. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, you're like, what is this? What is this? All right. Well, this is a voice from the future for you, right? And it's a voice that says, you keep playing that Minecraft, boy. You get good, man. You are the future. It's important that you understand these systems. It's important that you are okay with these technologies because we're going to need you. We're going to need you, baby. We've got stuff coming up that requires you. And you. You pay attention also. We need you. We've got some big things coming up. And they need you. You in all of your uniqueness and all of your glory. You and you alone. Not half you, not quarter you, not maybe you, but full-blown you. 100% you. Ultra you. Self-regulated, self-medicated, self-killing it, self-getting after it, self-smashing it. Self-articulated, self-completed. Number one, king of the world, king of swing, that's you, baby. That's you. It is you that we require. So stop messing around. No more messing around. There is no time for messing around. There is epic activities only here in 2020 and beyond across space and time. 
We've got big things to do to require 100% you. We ain't settling for no less. Any less than that is a disservice to the ancestors. It is a spit in the eye of those that came before. And it is a middle finger to the cosmos itself. And why would you give yourself the finger, baby? That don't make no sense. You know what I mean? We need you, and that's that. That's that, baby. Shouts out to Word XP. Shouts out to uh, Multiverse Media Space. Shouts out to Tom and Kapuski. It's Cupsy. Cupsy. And shouts out to the Vin Fuego. You know, and also shouts out to Fabian Anguian. Shouts out to Fabian Anguian. What's Fabian Anguian saying? Alien heads. Damn straight. Damn straight, baby. Uh, what are you talking about? Nah, 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 nah. The birthday's on Saturday. Birthday's on Saturday, baby. Happy birthday, Akira the Don, this Saturday. We're going to have a party. Yeah, Fabian Anguian, that's you. What's cracking, baby? Uh, nah, yeah, the birthday is Saturday, you know? And it will be a beautiful Saturday. But every day is a beautiful day on the meaning stream. Every day is a beautiful day when it's you and me, baby. You know that. You know? Alright, let's check in on that let's check in on that campaign. Let's see how we do it, you know? I think we should. Damn, I don't oh, I've got I don't need to, I've got a button for this. I've got a button. Watch what you watching. You might you might not be watching, but I can press a button. So many buttons in this place. I got a beautiful button. Let's check on this beautiful button. Let's check on the Alan Watts campaign. Uh, we were at uh, 80 something percent, 88 percent at the beginning of this broadcast. We wanted to get to 90. I wonder if we got to 90. I wonder if we did. So far, every time we've set a little goal, we've hit it. It's interesting how that works. But today. <laughs> yeah, look at that, baby. 90 percent. We are 90 percent. 90% of that flexible go, baby. We're 90%. You're going to get that vinyl. You're going to get your vinyl. You are going to get your flipping vinyl. I promise you. Um, that's what's going to happen. You know, that's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. Uh, who just said happy birthday? What up, Milo Hansen? Milo Hansen says, great stream. Happy birthday from the past. Hey. Thank you, Milo Hansen. In the past, happy birthday from the future. Happy uh, every day, you know? And it is. It's a happy every day. Even when your computer don't work and you can't keep music all day. You know what I mean? You you st you got to regulate the vibes regardless. You know, you got to get on that meaning stream. You got to hang out with your people and let your people remind you what you're doing it for and why you're here and what is the purpose. All of that. So I'd like to thank you guys for keeping me uh, regulated. You know, for keeping me straight. You know, for keeping me uh, on point. You know, keep me on point like a ballerina made out of knives. You know what I mean? Like a ballerina made out of heavily sharpened pencils. Uh, I'm very excited about this weekend. Ordered some clay. Me and Hercules are going to make some action figures out of clay. We've never done that together before. He's never done that. He's very excited. You know, the world is full of exciting opportunities for glory. That's just one. Yeah, yeah. Johnny Muin says, hope the stream is still here in 20 million, though. Only hope for it. Oh, 20 minutes. It won't be here in 20 minutes. We're cutting it off now. <laughs> We're going now. We're saying goodbye right now, my guy. We're saying goodbye right now. It was a short one tonight. It might have been the shortest one in a while. Um, but, you know, sometimes you've got to... Uh, you've got to conserve those energies. 
so that you may go even harder tomorrow. Today was a difficult day, but with your help, uh, it became beautiful. We made it beautiful. That's what we do. And I'd like to thank you for that. We've been here for 58 days and 58 nights, I believe. Or is it 50? No, it's 59. 59 days and nights of, uh, you know, regulating the vibes here on the Meaning Stream. Together, it's a beautiful thing. And I'm very grateful to you guys for being here. And uh, there's nowhere else that I would rather be than right here, right now, with you. So, uh, thank you. You know, thank you to uh, the Almighty. Thank you to that for all of this. Um, thank you for the uh, strength to to do this life. Life ain't always easy, baby, but uh, it is always worth it. You know, it is always worth it. And uh, you know, shouts out to my gaming chair. Shouts out to my gaming chair that I yeeted across the room, and now look at it. It's all good. It's all okay. It's all okay. Hercules! I don't know if we're going to get a Hercules by five tonight. I just don't know. I just don't know. Uh, Great Flower says, love your neighbor, share your stuff with them. Yeah, there you go. John Hannibal Smith says, resistance is futile. The wave will assimilate your biological and technological distinctiveness to your own. I am wave of meaning. Damn, John Hannibal Smith, you bad man. Shouts out to you. Oh, look, it's Hercules. What? You're always playing with Siren. Oi, no one said you could get out of here. Don't you? Where are you going? Ah, you squeezed out. He wiggled away. All right, do the by five. What's that? Four, three, two, one. By five. 